Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 88. I am Megan Kronza. Thank you so much for listening. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming on back. Thank you for supporting the pod and me (laughs) by extension. Um, I appreciate it so much, especially right now with everything we are all dealing with. I know our schedules and routines are out of whack, so I just really appreciate everyone who's still taking the time to listen and just enjoy the show. And today's episode, it's just me flying solo. We've had just a few little updates (laughs) that have happened since the last time I did a solo episode and some things that I've gotten questions about. So I thought I would sort of address that today and just kind of let everyone know what's going on over at Casa de Carranza. So the last solo episode that I did, I talked about how Logan was doing really well and his, you know, break time was something he'd been enjoying. And honestly, like I've lost track of how many weeks we are on at this point with quarantine. I think it's like nine. (laughs) Honestly, it could be more. I don't even know. Um, I think we're somewhere around week nine. Um, I don't like to pay too much attention to it because that just sort of starts to get depressing. Um, but he's definitely been having a harder time these past couple weeks. I know that I had sort of mentioned that in one of my last solo shows that I did that we had started out doing really well and he just seemed to be like enjoying all this free time and he was handling it well. And I don't know, somewhere around a couple weeks ago ish, the wheels just sort of started to fall off And he's definitely, he's still mostly in a good mood and happy, but we're definitely seeing a little more kind of just agitation from him and kind of restlessness. And again, with Logan, a lot of that just comes out with like extra energy. And by energy, I mean like complete hyperactivity. Um, He has been just like bouncing off the walls and that's been rough. We've also been dealing with some sleep issues. Again, not terrible, so I don't want to complain too much because if you if you know what it's like to have some sleep issues, even like, you know, the times when you're just having like a night here and there where they're waking up at, you know, three, four in the morning, that sucks. But we've had months of that before. <laughs> so I don't want to complain too much. But we definitely have had some some days where he's up super early and for him again that just equates to 
more energy, more kind of hyperactivity. And the problem with that, especially with him, is that it's like he has nothing to do with all the energy and it just sort of like bottles up in him and it never dissipates. It only ramps up. So I know back, um, like over the summer when I talked last summer, when I talked about Logan's anxiety, that was kind of the precursor to his anxiety was just this energy buildup and it was just getting more and more and more sort of out of control with the energy. And that's when we saw his anxiety first show up. And thank goodness we have really only had a couple little bouts of anxiety this whole time. So I'm really thankful for that. Uh, but I'm nervous that it might be around the corner because the energy has just been through the roof. It's like he just, he wakes up just raring to go. He is looking for his ball. He's ready to run down the stairs. He likes to turn every light out of the house. Manny likes to joke. It's Logan's festival of lights. I don't know what it is. Like every light <laughs> needs to be on. Uh, and he's just immediately wants, he wants like breakfast. He's just a cereal, but of course he also wants candy and he's just like scouring the cabinets. Yeah. Logan has zero chill basically. <laughs> so we've definitely been kind of struggling with that. And the problem with that too, is then, you know, we're trying to do like teletherapy and e-learning, which I'll get into a little more later. And just his attending has been really difficult. So we're doing a couple different things to kind of try to work with that. Obviously we are trying to stick to somewhat of a routine because I think that is where a lot of this stems from is when he loses his routine. And I had mentioned this before, but it does seem like we've kind of fallen into sort of similar patterns for each day. I mean, obviously when you're in quarantine and not really going anywhere or having, you know, therapies in home or, you know, how we typically would, our routine looks very different <laughs> from how it once did, but the days themselves are kind of following this pattern. So that helps. We're also just trying to give Logan as much sensory input as we can. So, you know, at school, he has a very full sensory diet and he has a lot more available to him. Whereas at home, we have a few things. And like I said, we're kind of trying to up the ante with that because I, I do think that any kind of sensory input that we can give him at this point is really, really helpful. So we just put in a swing in our basement. It's a pod swing that he is loving. So that's been really awesome. And it's been a good way for him to just kind of not only get out energy, but also I do think it's like somewhat calming for him. There's not many activities that calm Logan, but that's, that's a good one. Um, so that seems to help. And then we also, we have this like fuzzy blanket that I had mentioned that my sister is quarantined with us and she, she had brought over some things from her apartment and it's not necessarily a weighted blanket, but it is like really heavy. It's like one of those fur blankets and he actually has a weighted blanket in his room that he sleeps with, but he's, he's gotten really into this fuzzy blanket. So there's times when I can see he's kind of starting to like spin out of control and I will like kind of force him to like sit or lay down on the couch. And I'm like, okay, we got to come lay down. And for some reason, when I lay this blanket over him, at least for a few minutes, he kind of knows like, okay, I need to like sit and chill for a couple minutes. It doesn't necessarily last very long, but it's sort of a good reset for him. And then we sort of have our usual stuff in the basement, like his little mini trampoline. We have like a big yoga ball that he can bounce on all of his balls that he likes to play with and sort of run around, around with those really help. 
Unfortunately, we've had a lot of rain here lately, so we haven't been able to get outside very much. We have a big trampoline in the backyard that he loves and a swing set, so he loves to swing on that swing too. The pod swing is cool because it's like enclosed and it has a um, like an inflatable cushion that he sits on. So it's nice because you can kind of like cocoon yourself in there or he sort of uses it more like an actual swing where he'll kind of like propel himself off the ground and just swing back and forth. Um, he likes it when I kind of spin him around in that and he goes like, like a tornado just around and around, which makes me so dizzy, but he <laughs> enjoys it. Um, sometimes though, like today I was, I was playing with him and I was just kind of like gently rocking him back and forth on the swing and kind of like in a, in like a circular sort of emotion, not like a spinny way. Um, but just sort of like moving kind of in like slow circles again, just to kind of like help sort of calm him down. And he really seemed to enjoy that. And he was very engaged with me, good eye contact. So anything we can do at this point just to, yeah, kind of add to that sensory diet. We're lucky because his OT at school has been sending us little activities and things to do. Logan really likes heavy work. So there's times when I will just give him something heavy to, to hold and, or push or pull and, and that stuff for him, it definitely gives him, I think it sort of like puts him back in his, his body for a minute. So that really seems to help. We were taking a, a walk one day last week. That was nice. And I had the girls in the wagon and he, he won't do it for very long cause he just kind of loses interest, but we were kind of going uphill. So I was like, here, pull, pull the wagon, uh, give mom a break. And he's so strong. Like he can really, he can really pull something. And heavy work is one of those things that I sometimes forget about, but it's a really good way to just sort of work into like your day to day. And for him, it, it really seems to help. So yeah, any kind of sensory input following the routine, those things are, are helping, but we needed a little boost. So I had mentioned back in, I think it was January, or I might have mentioned a little bit later, but back in January, we started um, our journey with finding Logan medication for ADHD. And I don't really think I've done an update since then, but basically it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long journey. And we've had some sort of ups and downs. I would say mostly downs, if I'm being honest. We we started with the medication that it's a chewable tablet that he can take, which is great because he will not swallow a pill. He will sometimes take a liquid, but if he doesn't like it, he won't take it. So the chewable tablet had been like kind of a perfect compromise because Logan likes to chew anything and I haven't tasted them, but they smell kind of fruity. So I think it was like right up his alley. And we started on just a baby dose of that. So initially we really didn't see much improvement and it wasn't until we had kind of upped the dose a couple times, which obviously we did, you know, with, with his doctor, we were going for lots of appointments just to, to check on him and doing like phone calls. Obviously this again was before all the COVID stuff started happening. Um, but we had gotten to a place where it seemed like his medicine was, kind of doing the trick and we were we were really happy with it. Now granted this was, you know, when he had school and therapy, so it was just kind of a well-oiled machine at that point and the medicine was just sort of like that that last little piece to just help with his concentration and his focus and it really did seem to be helping. 
So, you know, cut to now where we, we've lost all, all those services and we are really just doing the telehealth and, and e-learning, um, by telehealth, I mean like teletherapy and we, again, the, the amount of energy that Logan has on a daily basis is just, it's mind boggling. (laughs) It really is. And it was becoming really difficult. So I, especially when I found out the school was not going to be coming back for the the remainder of this year, I, you know, put out the bat signal to his pediatrician and I'm like, all right, we need some help. And I just told her, I'm like, you know, for a while it seemed like that dose was, was working, but I'm like, at this point, we, we need something. We either need to up the dose. We need to try something different. So we kind of weighed out some pros and cons and I'm very thankful for his doctor because she definitely does not claim to be an expert. She is just like a typical pediatrician, but she's very understanding and she kind of knows when she needs help. So she had initially suggested for us to maybe see a psychiatrist and we were kind of looking into that and then all this happened. <laughs> um, and we had seen an improvement with, with the medicine that he had been taking. So we never went to see the psychiatrist. So when I called her, she's like, let me consult with a psychiatrist because we neither of us felt super comfortable at this point with him having like a first time visit with a psychiatrist, you know, over the phone. She really wanted someone who actually kind of understood him a little more. So she consulted with a psychiatrist and we decided to try a new med. And the nice thing about that one is that it was an extended release. We were having a hard time having insurance approve the extended release for the other med that he was taking. So we were like, okay, maybe this will work. It was a really similar medicine, but it it was sort of a different compound. So we were hopeful that this was going to be a good medicine to try. And this was a few weeks ago. So the thing with that one is that as opposed to being a, a chewable tablet, it was a little capsule and inside the capsule were these pellets. And the idea with that is you would sprinkle that over like applesauce or pudding and, you know, the, your kid would eat it and it would be, you know, no problem. They would get their medicine. They wouldn't taste it or anything. Um, and everything would be great. But the thing about Logan is that he does not eat any kind of soft foods. So he used to eat Go-Gurt. So I thought maybe if I put like a spoonful of Go-Gurt, just a little bit on the spoon and sprinkle it on there, he wouldn't notice it. And I obviously didn't want to like waste the medicine if he wasn't going to take it. So I did a little test one day and I took a spoonful of Go-Gurt and I just put sprinkles on it because I was like, a, this way we're not wasting, and B, maybe this is more enticing to him because they're sprinkles and he, he likes sprinkles because they're kind of like candy. Well, as much as I was trying to get creative, that did not go well. He refused to eat it. He kind of got close a couple times and sort of licked it, but I was just like, okay, this is not happening. So then I tried to mix it with a liquid and these little pellets, they're like super teeny tiny, but they don't dissolve and they're not supposed to. And you can't crush them up. If, if you crush them, they're kind of useless. He can't chew them. Before I knew this, I had, I had emptied them and put the, I took a little piece of fruit roll up and kind of balled it up. And he took it fine like that. And he chewed it like how he would with the chewable tablet. But the first day that we did it, I could, I was like, there's, this medicine has done absolutely nothing. Like he's completely probably even worse off than he was with the other medicine. And then I realized it's because these little pellets cannot be chewed. So I tried mixing it with a liquid just for him to like drink in a little medicine cup. 
And that was a problem because the pellets were getting stuck at the bottom. And then I tried putting in a syringe and the pellets were getting stuck in the syringe. <laughs> so I ended up calling his doctor after just a few days of trying all these different ways and telling her like, this is just not going to work. Not because the medicine doesn't work. I don't really know if it doesn't work because even when I can have him take, you know, at least some of it like in the liquid when I was putting, I was putting like juice and he would take that. Uh, I knew he wasn't getting the, the full, full dose of it because like I said, some of the little pellets were getting stuck. And then on top of it, he is just such like a chewer. As soon as he would feel those little pellets in his mouth, he would just start crunching them. So it was just kind of, kind of pointless. So she agreed. So we decided to kind of go back to the drawing board. She consulted with the psychiatrist again, and we ended up deciding to put him back on the original med, kind of up that a little bit. Cause he still, he still had some room before he was at like the max dose for his weight. So we upped that dose and then we added in another medicine. So the idea with these two is that one is kind of better for like the hyperactivity and one is kind of better for the focus, but the two of them together we're hoping is, you know, the combo we need. <laughs> um, and this is an actual pill and he only takes a half pill and they're small. So it's just a little bit, but again, I, he does not, he would not swallow a pill. So I had said to her, I'm like, can I, can I crush it? Like, how can I get her him to take this? And she said that we could crush it. And she's like, or if, if he would chew it, he can chew that one. That's okay. But I mean, it's, it's like a pill. So again, the other ones that he takes kind of have like a fruity smell to them. This smells like a pill. So it tastes like, you know, kind of chalky and medicinal. Well, again, mom got creative. So what I've been doing is I will cut a starburst in half and cause they're kind of, you know, chewy. I will just like press the half of the pill as much as I can into one, one half. And then sort of put them back together and kind of make it into a full starburst again and give it to him like that. And that he has no problem chewing and <laughs> it's been fine. It's only been a couple days with this new med. So I can't necessarily say if I feel like it's really doing anything. Honestly, at this point, I don't feel like it is. It's so funny because I've, I've heard in the past that kids on the spectrum are more sensitive to medication. And especially this new one that he's taken, I've talked to a few moms who have had their kids on that med and they were like, oh my gosh, that knocked him out. He was so tired. And that's actually one of the side effects. It's supposed to be like tiredness. Logan, not the case. I mean, <laughs> this child is just never tired. I, I said to one of my, one of the moms I was talking to, I said that it, it knocked her son out. I was like, can I take a video right now to show you what Logan is like, like right after taking the dose? Cause this kid's definitely not knocked out. So I'm not really sure what we're going to do. The, the new med, we have some wiggle room, not so much with like the dosage he's taking, but how many times a day he can take it. So, I mean, we're crossing our fingers and just really hoping that this combination ends up helping because it's, it's one of those things where I, obviously I would just like him to just be more calm. I think that would be helpful for everyone, but it's also just like for him, when I see him basically running himself ragged all day and just never slowing down and never stopping, I just... I can't help but think like, this must be so hard on your body. Like you must just really be exhausted. And I would just really like for him to have like some kind of peace that 
I'm, I'm hoping one way or another we, we will find. <laughs> um, the one thing that he is very peaceful with is when we take drives in the car, which has been like a daily part of our routine. Um, and I actually have some, something fun to share about that later. <laughs> so I will get to that. Um, okay, I'm going to take a quick break and then come back and talk more about teletherapy. And also, just this past week, last week I had Logan's IEP over Zoom, and I got some questions about that. So quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about that. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out-of-Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, so jumping back into it. I'm sure at this point, most of you listening have, if you have a child on the spectrum, are experiencing some sort of teletherapy. <laughs> and we are doing all kinds of teletherapy at this point. Well, mainly speech and ABA we've been doing over Zoom. Um, so we do, we do a few sessions a week. We usually do like a couple ABA sessions and then we do one session with his school speech therapist and then one session with our private speech therapist. And then Logan does like a zo- a weekly Zoom chat with his class. So we're on Zoom all the time. I don't know if that's how you guys feel like you are too. It's definitely, it's starting to become a little monotonous. I won't lie. Um, So initially when we first had ABA canceled, I was kind of hesitant to try teletherapy because Again, Logan has so much energy, getting him to sit and focus, even in an in-person session can be kind of a challenge, but especially on a computer, I just did not see how this was going to work. So the first few sessions that we did were kind of pointless, to be honest with you. Um, He, again, just his attending was not great. We And everyone was still kind of, you know, figuring things out. There was definitely some kinks in the system. Uh, that were just kind of just figuring out like what's the best way to to go about this. And I had I had posted a few pictures on Instagram and people saw Logan like doing his Zoom chats and whatnot. Um, and I got a lot of questions about it, just like how he's doing with it. And I would say it's kind of a mixed bag at this point. The the best sessions that we're having are with his BCBA, who's running his ABA sessions, because we kind of figured out short and sweet is the way to go with him. Uh, I talked to a mom last week who said that her son is doing like two hour ABA sessions over tele teletherapy. And I 
that blew me away. I was like, if Logan would sit for two hours or anything close to that, I would be astounded. So with, with his BCBA, we're doing like, honestly, 15, 20 minute sessions. We're running programs that he's really familiar with, even things that he's actually kind of mastered out of basically just to get him in sort of the groove with doing the teletherapy. Cause we kind of found that when we were throwing like new things at him, it's already hard for him to focus. And then with the new stuff, it was just like, he was, he was checked out before we even started. So that was sort of the problem that we were having with the other therapies we were doing, like with his private speech therapist and his speech therapist at school is I think it was just like too much new stuff for him. And it was getting really, really frustrating. So once we kind of figured out this formula with his BCBA, it seemed like we were we were getting somewhere. He was more engaged. He was listening better. We are using candy as a motivator. I give him like a jelly bean. He has to finish like three programs and then he'll, he'll get a jelly bean. Um, but the way that she has it set up is that he kind of can see, we usually work on a token system and at home he has these little Velcro pieces and he has to get like, you know, so many before he gets his reward. And this time it's what she's doing is kind of sharing the screen with him so that he can see, like we're kind of filling in the stars and we're only having him earn three stars. And then he gets, gets his reward, which is like I said, like a jelly bean or a starboard or a, a Skittle. Um, and he works really well for that. That is really motivating for him. <laughs> so it has to be something highly motivating for him to, you know, want to complete these things. And again, they're, they're not difficult programs. They're not things that he's unfamiliar with. So we're kind of trying to work out the kinks with, with his speech therapist. Now his private speech therapist, actually, she came on the call with us. Uh, I think it was just yesterday, actually, just so that she could sort of see how his BCBA was running the session. Cause I was telling her how we were having more kind of success with her. So I think we're on the same page now and we're going to, you know, kind of continue to work on that. And then his speech therapist at school, we're still, we're still kind of working on things. And I've been sharing with her where we're having success and, you know, where we're having some more challenges. But I mean, overall, I think it's hard because I, I don't know how much he's getting out of teletherapy, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to not do it. As I've said many times, I'm definitely very concerned about, you know, regression and the fact that Logan is used to getting you know, so much support and services between school and, and therapy at home. And then now it's like, we are so far off from where we once were with that. It's, it's my biggest concern for sure. Is just when we do finally get back to school, where are we going to be? Where, where are things going to land? So I, I'm happy to continue the therapy. I'm hoping that as time goes on, he will, you know, kind of get into the groove more and sort of understand this process. But on the flip side of that, we have gotten some emails and just like kind of early sort of talk about their his ABA therapy reopening. So they have a center that has been closed and then the at-home therapy has been, the, the center's been closed longer. They closed the center and then a couple weeks later they stopped in-home therapy but the email that I got today said they're working on reopening both, which would be very exciting because we had talked about Logan doing some sessions at the center this summer just to kind of go over or to kind of get, you know, more social and just the way they have things set up there. It's, it's, it really, he, he really enjoys it. He went 
he goes over like every school break. So over Thanksgiving break, over Christmas break, and he really liked his time at the center. He's working with different people, which is good for him. And yeah, they do like groups together. They have a lot available there. So we were already kind of thinking that was our plan for the summer. Uh, and then obviously once like all the camps and stuff got got canceled then we were like okay this definitely will be our plan but then the center closed <laughs> so we're really hoping I'm honestly not trying to get my hopes up too much because I, I know that if I do then it's like I'll be so crushed if we find out that the center isn't opening or he can't go for some reason so I said on our zoom call yesterday I'm like as long as we can get therapy going again like I, I think we'll make it out of this alive I think we'll be okay because I mean it really is just like our lifeline so that's kind of where we're at with all that. I, I know I've, I've talked to some people and they said that their therapy is sort of starting to resume like in other states, which is promising because I mean, yeah, this is one thing that I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I have definitely felt frustrated in terms of like everything that's going on. I mean, it's hard for all of us in different ways. I think we're all experiencing this, you know, on our own terms and we're all, missing out on things but I just I, what I keep going back to is it's you know like kids like Logan that are are so that that need this therapy so much and it's so helpful and, and like truly life-changing for them and now they're not getting it it's just like it's scary as a parent I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that it really is it's a scary thing and it just seems like for as much as I think we have you know, made strides in terms of awareness and, you know, people kind of understanding more about autism and just learning more about autism. I, I'm frustrated when I see like everyone talking about, you know, who is this harder for? Who is this harder for? And it's like, well, it's, it's really hard for all of us, but I think these, these special needs kiddos that are, are missing out on so much right now. Like they just deserve so much more credit <laughs> than they're getting. And to me that the therapy is just, it's, it's so important. And I, I know, like I said, for me, this has really been like the, the hardest part of all of this is just kind of coming to terms with losing therapy and just dealing with possible regressions and all that. So I am very, very hopeful that we will get therapy going again. So then the other thing I wanted to talk about is we had Logan's IEP meeting over Zoom last week, and I got a lot of questions about that. So I will say it went better than I thought it would when they had initially told me that we were going to do, or they were planning to do IEP meetings over Zoom. I kind of rolled my eyes like, oh my gosh, how is that going to be? Because, you know, I've had several years of IEP meetings at this point, and I'm like, I can't imagine doing this over Zoom. But we did it and it all worked out and there was a huge team of us. I think there was like, I don't know, 12 or 13 people. It did, they didn't even fit on one screen. I had to keep sliding back and forth because um, it was like his whole school team, his his teacher, his speech therapist, his OT, the school social worker. And then we had our private speech therapist, our BCBA was there. Um, but then we also, it was actually really cool because Logan does inclusion for music and PE and, you know, those teachers, like they, they teach the typical students. So they typically aren't at Logan's meetings, but just by how it worked out, they were able to attend and they were participating in the meeting. 
So I don't know how you guys typically have your meetings run, but for us, the very first thing we do is we all kind of sit down. One person will kind of be like the, the secretary writing everything down. And we start by going over Logan's strengths and then his areas of challenge. So typically, like I said, someone's kind of writing this like as we go, we kind of go in a circle and it's like his teacher will say what his strengths are, you know, in the classroom, his speech teacher will say what his strengths are when it comes to speech and everybody kind of gives their input. And then I'm able to also give my input. It's really wonderful. It always like warms my heart. I love hearing everything they say, obviously with the strengths and honestly, even the challenges, everybody handles it really well. Nobody our, our team is incredible. No one ever like comes in a negative kind of a way. Um, but this year it was really cool because the music teacher was actually the one who got started. And obviously we didn't have somebody writing it as we go, but they had all already given their strengths and they were on like one, one document that we just did like screen share so we could all see it. And they each sort of knew their part and like who had written what for strength. And again, just kind of went around and each sort of read their strengths. And the music teacher was one that got started. Um, and I've met her before. She's helped out in Logan's class. She is, she's a music teacher, but she's in graduate school to become a special education teacher. So she helps out in his class a lot and she's really sweet. But hearing how he was doing in music was awesome because she was saying how he really enjoys it. He's such a joy to have in the class, which was amazing. But the best part was that she said that the other students just love him and they always want to help him. And if there's, you know, they always want to sit next to him. And it was just like so heartwarming to hear that because I mean, I think inclusion time is so important, but you never really know. Cause I'm not, I'm not necessarily, when I come to school, like I'm observing for a few minutes and I, I've never observed a, a music class and I have seen the other students be really kind and welcoming towards him. But just to hear her say like, the other kids love having him in class and they always want to help him every time there's an opportunity that Logan might need a helper. So that just warmed my heart and made me so happy to hear that. Um, and then even like the gym teacher was saying that some of her like proudest moments as a teacher <laughs> have been with Logan, which is, is just amazing. So yeah, we all kind of went around. I was able to put my input in and it was all like unicorns and sunshine. We did his, his strengths. And then for the challenges I had got done like a, a pre-game sort of Zoom chat with his teacher the week before, and we had kind of talked about some of these things sort of going into it. We discussed his goals going into it, so nothing was really a surprise to me. She had sent over a draft of the the document on Monday, and the IEP wasn't until Thursday, so I had time to look over that. So what we had kind of decided in terms of goals is we were just planning to kind of roll over his goals that he wasn't able to, to finish out the way that they set it up is that because it's his, our schools on trimesters, he has benchmarks to each goal. So there's like benchmark a, B and C to kind of align with the trimesters. And we unfortunately weren't able to evaluate him for the last benchmark. So there were several goals that she's like, he's really, really close to hitting this one. So we're going to roll that over into the next year, but then also kind of add like a next step to the IEP. So I know with one of them, it was like reading sight words and there was, there's two lists of sight words that he was supposed to complete before that goal was like, you know, kind of written off. And he was almost done, almost completely done with one of the lists and then still working on the second list. So basically for next year, if we even go back next year, I hate to say that, but 
it was discussed. Um, they'll kind of pick up there and sort of, you know, finish out that list of sight words with the first list and then move on to the second list. And we already discussed having a meeting probably in October to kind of just sort of see where he's at at that point, if we do need to amend any goals. Um, and then he also had like a math goal he was really close to hitting. So she put in, again, just kind of like a next step to that goal. Um, so that's something I always recommend to people is just like having that open line of communication with their teacher. And I think now more than ever, because it does kind of, at least for me, I, I did really feel like I was in the dark this year going into the IEP just because, I mean, we don't know what's going to be happening. <laughs> I had another like visit planned to his school uh, right before all this happened. I was supposed to, well, I shouldn't, I actually was supposed to be in April that I was going to go for the visit, um, and sort of discuss all this. And then obviously that didn't happen, but it was really helpful to get to chat with her before the IEP. And I really was able to also just express my concerns about, you know, regression and just all this time off and how I'm feeling. And she was very, very understanding about all of it. And it, it did, it felt nice to at least kind of go in with a game plan of, you know, we're going to sort of roll over these goals and then work on the next step for each thing. So overall, the meeting went really well. I think for anyone who's preparing for, you know, a, a Zoom IEP, I would, I would, you know, encourage you to do just that. Reach out to the teacher. We also talked about, you know, things that I would like to see in the IEP for next year. The main thing that I wanted for Logan was to have more inclusion time, which is the same thing I said last year, and we were able to fit more in this year, and he did great with it. Like I said, he's he enjoys it. The other kids enjoy it. So to me, it's like a win-win. So as of right now, he does music class, PE, lunch, lunch and recess, and then like if there's other times throughout the day where it kind of makes sense, they'll they'll have him go into the other classroom. Whereas now we're planning to do, we don't have the exact times yet, but really having like designated times throughout the day that kind of fit in with his schedule and with things that they think would be like appealing to him to be pushed in for. But my hope is that, you know, we can just kind of like keep increasing that all the time. And honestly, like the the end goal with, with Logan's school now, he's in a self-contained class, would, would be for him to be, you know, in, in a Jedi class. That, we don't really know if that's ever going to happen, but even if it doesn't, I still think that inclusion time is so important for him. So we're, we're always going to just keep trying to to push that. And if, if one day he is in a Jedi class, I will be doing backflips. I will be so excited. But as of right now, I think he is he's in a really good spot and I'm excited that they all agree that he's doing well with the inclusion. So we're just going to keep, you know, little by little, just keep adding on to that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much everything with the IEP. I was able to keep my cool and I did not cry or anything <laughs> until the very end. We were all kind of signing off. Um, and I, I did, I got teary just because we have such an amazing team and I'm so thankful and appreciative of them and we just miss them. So I was just thanking all of them and telling them how much we, we genuinely miss them so much. I know for us, like I know how reliant we are on his team, but I mean, especially now they're, they're all still like so supportive, but it still is, is really like an absence, not, you know, seeing them every day or, I mean, especially like his ABA team, like they're in our house, but even his school team too. I mean, like we miss his bus drivers, you know what I mean? Like the people that, that are, we see every day and it's like the, these 
these roles that they play are honestly so important and we're just we're so thankful for them and we really do miss them so that's what made me cry (laughs) um okay so then one more thing I wanted to add we had a really exciting cool thing happen this week so I had mentioned earlier that one of the only things one of the only activities that that Logan does that actually kind of calms him down is taking car rides and I, I had mentioned this before in previous episodes that, you know, during quarantine, that's been kind of a staple for us, especially right now. We've had so much rain. It rained again today. We've had like a couple sunny days. And if that's the case, we try to be outside and go for a long walk, find like a new trail to go on. And we take advantage of that. But we have definitely spent a lot of time in the car <laughs> and it's actually been great. Logan really enjoys being in the car his sisters enjoy it too. A lot of times it's just me and him, but sometimes like we all load up in the minivan and go for a drive. So a couple weeks ago, my husband had tagged me in a, a Facebook post from one of our local newspapers saying like, we're, we're hearing about people going for leisurely drives right now, you know, during the pandemic as a way to kind of get out of the house, but, you know, still kind of abide by the, you know, shelter in place rules. And they were looking for people to, you know, kind of share their story. So I had just sent a message on Facebook to the newspaper uh, with my contact info and just saying, we take drives all the time. I'd love to share, blah, blah, blah. So somebody kind of got right back to me and then the reporter reached out to me. So last week she called and we did an interview and it was really awesome because I was able to, you know, talk about we're like a lot of people I think are taking drives right now, but I had really was able to kind of get into everything with Logan, you know, having autism and being outside his schedule and how that could be really difficult. So she was great. She was amazing. So she was, she just asked me to send her some photos and she's like, Oh, I think the article is going to come out on Monday. And I was like, okay, wonderful. So it was really exciting because I knew the article was coming out on Monday. And then Logan's old preschool teacher sent me a picture of of her actual newspaper. And we were on the front page. So <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. We hadn't even gotten out yet to get a paper. I had seen like the the article online and, you know, our pictures were in that, but it's formatted a little bit differently. Um, and she sent me a, a photo and she was just like, oh, I was so happy to see your smiling faces. Um, so that was really exciting. Cause like I said, she had asked me to send some photos and I got really lucky that I just took like snapped a selfie of him and I in the car, like getting ready for one of our journeys. And like I said, I got lucky cause he was actually looking and smiling, <laughs> which is no easy feat for anyone. I'm sure you guys understand that. Um, so yeah, we got this cute picture and we were on the, the, the cover, the front page of the newspaper. Um, and it was great. I had someone say to me, Oh, I'm so happy that you know, his, his headphones made it in. Cause in the photo, he's got his noise canceling headphones. We never leave home without him. And I was honestly, I was feeling kind of bummed about just autism awareness month, April overall kind of coming and going. I had some things that I was hoping to do for autism awareness that all involved, you know, being out in the community and seeing people. So even though this, this technically came out in May, cause it was just the very beginning of May, a couple of days ago. Um, I still, it still made me really happy that, you know, at least it was like a little something where I kind of got to, you know, sort of raise that awareness a little more. Cause that really does 
means so much to me. Um, so yeah, that was just like a little fun, exciting thing. If you follow me on social media, you probably saw that, but we were pretty tickled to be front page news. So that was wonderful. Uh, all right. Well, that is all I was going to chat about today. Let me know how you guys are doing. I feel like, you know, this, this time is, it's starting to drag on. I know for me personally, I've had some struggles for sure. I'm, I'm a very, you know, positive glass half folk, half full kind of gal. And I've definitely had like my low moments and moments where I'm, I'm just struggling and, you know, feel like I really need a break and not sure if that break is coming. This Sunday is Mother's Day. And I did say that my plans are to sleep as late as I want and lock myself in my room. <laughs> like maybe I'll come out for lunch with you guys. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I just would like some peace and quiet. That would really be <laughs> what, what I would like, honestly. Um, love, love my family so much, but yeah, could use a, a tiny break from them. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, let me know how you're doing. If you need someone to talk to, I'm always here. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love to hear from you guys. Let me know how teletherapy is going for you. If you're planning an IEP, um, make sure you listen for next week because I have some great episodes coming up where we actually discuss that with some experts. So be on the lookout for that. Um, again, if you're enjoying the show, I would be so, so appreciative if you would take a moment and leave a rating and review on Apple podcast especially those five-star ratings. <laughs> uh, those really do help people to find the show. So I really appreciate everyone who takes the time to leave a review. It means so much to me. Do me a little happy dance every time. Uh, but that is all for now. So until next time, take care. <laughs>